All right, just pulled up at the spot. Looks like the tide's coming in, current's moving. That was Austin Schofield, and one recent Monday, while most of us were at work, Austin went fishing. Feels like a very fishy spot. Oh, fish just jumped. Like he's been doing basically every Monday for the last two years, ever since his employer, a company called the Wanderlust Group, switched from a five-day work week down to four. It's been really nice from a fishing perspective because... Everyone else is busy, so I can go to all the spots and there's not boaters or anglers everywhere. And it just allows you to decompress and not have that dread of the upcoming work day. Even though I have work tomorrow, I'm not stressed out about it at all, really. I am absolutely in love with the four-day work week. I don't think I could go back to a five-day work week. More and more companies are making the switch. And in California, there's even talk of making a 32-hour work week, the law. Oh, I would think that would be amazing. Um, Three days, weekends, I think a lot of people would appreciate having that break. But some people aren't so sure. I don't foresee that being a possibility in my line of work. I just don't see it being something that's feasible for my lifestyle and the amount of work that I usually have to do. One of the biggest skeptics of the idea? Me. I'm Gustavo Arellano. You're listening to The Times, daily news from the LA Times. It's Monday, May 9th, 2022. Today, my colleague Haley Smith talks about a new bill in the California legislature that might one day legally shorten the work week from 40 hours to 32. And we talk to people at companies that already have done that. And guess what? Worker productivity, at least according to them, is as great as ever. Haley, welcome to The Times. Hi, thanks so much for having me. So what'd you do this past weekend? I took some time off of work and uh, just enjoyed relaxing. How about you? I worked. Work, 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 work. I'm one of those workaholics, so this episode's going to be interesting. Yes, a sickness all of us journalists, I think, have. (laughs) But then here comes this new bill in California, AB 2932, and it would change the definition of a work week from 40 hours to 32 for some workers, not all. We'll get to that in a bit. But where did the basic idea for the bill come from? I actually spoke to both of the assembly members who co-authored this bill, Christina Garcia and Evan Lowe, to ask them that. Where did this come from? And they both said that it was largely a response to the Great Resignation, which, as you may know, has been this sort of moment of mass exodus of workers during the COVID-19 pandemic. More than 47 million Americans voluntarily quit their jobs in 2021, which apparently is the highest quit rate the Bureau of Labor Statistics has seen since they started tracking that number in the year 2000. So there are a lot of reasons for this great resignation, but namely, I think that the pandemic really accelerated this desire among workers for more flexibility. People realized this idea of working 40 hours a week, being tied to a specific chair at a specific desk in a specific room, wasn't really necessary to get their work done. And a lot of people have said they were just as productive, if not more, working from home. So I think when companies started asking people to come back to the office, a lot of people pushed back. 
right. It's not just in California that we're talking about this either. A similar bill was introduced in Congress last year by Riverside Representative Mark Takano. But the 40-hour work week, it seems so ingrained, like an eight-hour day, five days a week, all of that. How did we even land on those numbers in the first place? We've been following this 40-hour, five-day work week schedule for like 80 years at this point. That little? <laughs> well, yeah, employees often used to work six days a week until the late 1930s when Congress passed the Fair Labor Standards Act, which set the work week at 44 hours and then was amended to 40 hours in 1940. And it hasn't budged since then, despite so many changes to the ways that people live and work. There was one report a few years back that found that the average American worker takes less vacation time than a medieval peasant. (laughs) Well, you know, what did those medieval peasants have to do anyways? Yeah, apparently in England in the 1300s, peasants worked like 150 days a year. And meanwhile, the average American gets something like 10 days of vacation time a year. Damn. And actually, even Richard Nixon predicted that U.S. workers would soon have a four-day work week back when he was vice president, and that was in the late 1950s. So we really haven't come a long way at all. And I actually know that Nixon tidbit because the L.A. Times editorial board mentioned it when they endorsed the idea of trying a four-day work week last year. So who knows? Maybe you and I can benefit from this as well. (laughs) If it happens... If California does pass a four-day work week, it would be the first state in the nation to do it. Are there other places that have tried this before? One sort of widely cited case study came out of Iceland, and it had promising results. What they found when they tested the concept twice between 2015 and 2019 was that worker productivity and service remained essentially the same, even with reduced hours. And then on top of that, worker well-being improved dramatically. People reported less stress and burnout, better health, better work-life balance. And as a result of that study, something like 86% of workers in Iceland are now working less hours or gaining the right to do that. Yeah, but like, Iceland's Iceland. It's heaven on earth. Iceland is Iceland and America is America. And I think that's why there's already a lot of pushback against this particular bill. Probably surprising no one. Coming up after the break, which workers could one day be clocking out early each week and which won't? I would really appreciate a four-day week. Productivity might increase because people who are happy work happy, therefore do more work. So I commute daily one way about an hour and a half on the way back two hours. So that would help out, especially with the gas prices right now, as well as getting chores done and making appointments like dentist appointments, doctor's appointments, just so I don't have to use all my sick time. Do I think the legislature is gonna pass it? I don't think so. I think it's gonna be really tough for them to get it passed. So Haley, the four-day work week bill here in California is stalled, is not advancing to the next step it needs to become a law, at least this year, but it's not totally dead yet. So if it does eventually move forward, how would it actually work? So this is where I 
introduce a big fat caveat, which is that this bill is still very much in its early stages. And there are a lot of details about how it would work and what it would look like that have yet to be determined. The assembly members even told me that at this point, what they're really hoping to do is start a conversation, bring business and labor and workers together to talk this out. And so obviously it's working because here we are talking about it. But to answer your question, here is what we do know. The bill would amend the California Labor Code and change the definition of a work week from 40 hours to 32 hours for companies with more than 500 employees. And that number is important because it means it wouldn't apply to small businesses. A full work day would remain at eight hours. So it's not like they're saying, okay, you can work four days, but you have to do 10 hour days. And in fact, it would require overtime pay for employees working longer than the 32 hours. Crucially, the bill would also prohibit employers from reducing an employee's regular rate as a result of this change. So they can't say, okay, we'll cut you down to 32 hours, but pay you less each hour. That's also where a lot of the questions start to come in, such as what kind of worker would this apply to in practice? For example, they said they're still hammering out the details of how this would work for salaried employees. But I also don't think that a lot of hourly workers, restaurant workers, people who work in grocery stores, for example, are necessarily pulling 40-hour weeks. So I think what we're talking about is probably white-collar workers who are putting in 40 hours, but at an hourly level, and then potentially salaried level workers once they figure that out. The other thing that is noteworthy is that workforces with collective bargaining agreements or unionized workforces would also be exempt from the bill as it's currently written. The authors said that this is because those agreements are often better than what they're proposing here, but that exemption does eliminate a huge swath of workers. I'm thinking like teachers, potentially a lot of government workers. So again, so a lot of it is TBD. You mentioned pushback. What's the pushback? Mm -hmm. Right. So even with all of this yet to be determined, this really hasn't stopped opponents of this concept from pushing back. And in fact, the California Chamber of Commerce has added this bill to their quote unquote job killer list, saying that it would significantly increase labor costs, expose employers to lawsuits, and basically impose impossible requirements. One policy advocate at the Chamber of Commerce actually estimated that it would add up to a minimum 10% increase in wages per employee per week, which she said is just not sustainable for many businesses, particularly those that operate with very thin profit margins. The Society for Human Resource Management actually emailed me after the story came out to say that they also opposed it because it's got a sort of one-size-fits-all approach. And other experts have shared similar concerns, saying this would reduce employment, lead to hiring freezes, layoffs, things like that. On the other hand, there's also a lot of excitement just that the bills even talked about in California. <laughs> the response that I got to this story was huge. I think people are really hungry for this conversation. I think that psychologically, the pandemic refocused a lot of people's thinking onto the things that 
matter in their lives, you know, time with their loved ones and their health and the health of their families. And people also have just been really stressed and burned out by everything that's gone on the last two years. So I think that what has sort of sparked with this bill is just this idea that if we don't at least try to acknowledge and address that people are really unhappy and we have the data to back that up with the great resignation, then we're basically just sticking our heads in the sand because obviously something is not working anymore. Haley, thank you so much for this conversation. Thanks so much for having me. After the break, we talked to an entrepreneur who's all about that four-day work week, and not just for himself. He's actively recruiting hundreds of companies across the world to do the same. A few years ago, my next guest, Andrew Barnes, told his employees he wanted to try something radical. And the radical thing is we're going to do a trial, uh, six weeks, where you will be working four days a week and you will be paid for five. This is not about... (laughs) Hey, it sounds great, doesn't it? (laughs) Told you you'd like it. He said the company was going to switch from a five-day work week down to four, and that was back in 2018. And since then, he's founded a nonprofit, Four Day Week Global, that coaches companies around the world on how to make the switch themselves. Andrew, you've said in the past that your attitude about working hours changed while you were on a long flight from Auckland to London reading The Economist. And anytime I read the magazine, it seems to be all about capitalism, capitalism, capitalism. So what did you read? I could stop up. Well, I read a thing about bad productivity in the UK, and the article said that the Brits were only productive for two and a half hours a day, and the Canadians, one and a half hours a day. And I thought, what's going on? Is that happening in my business? And if it is, what can I do differently to improve productivity? I just literally got off the plane thinking... What is it that stops you being productive? You know, it's the calls from home. It's trying to track down that elusive tradesman. It's dealing with the kids. It's interruptions at work. And I thought, well, look, if I give people the gift of more time, will they actually then change how they behave in each of the hours at work? And if I could get that change in behavior, could I get better productivity? So you get this idea of shortening the work week from five days to four How did this go over at your company? Every single member of my leadership team hated this. Every single one said it wasn't going to work. Every single one said, how could I do this? Possibly, I'm so busy. I would have expected, you know, cheers. But actually, people said, well, what's the catch? There has to be a catch. We commenced the trial in February of 2018, and we made it permanent as a policy in November of 2018. And you saw results? We saw incredible results. I mean, on average, companies who introduce this see productivity go up between 25 and 40 percent, which is, you know, quite extraordinary when you think you're asking people to work 80 percent of the hours. We call it the 180-100 rule, 100 percent pay, 80 percent time, provided we get a minimum of 100% of normal five-day productivity. 
when we announced the results of the trial in New Zealand, we got inundated. Companies all over the world kept calling us up. Can you help us? We want to introduce this. And so we decided that what we would do is create this concept of four-day week global where we run trials on a national basis. So the first of these pilots was in Ireland where we have about 35 uh, companies going through the process. We've got a similar number in the United States. There are 66 companies operating in the UK pilot. We've got Australia and New Zealand in the recruitment phase. We've got one in Israel. We are working now with the Spanish government on their pilot. Uh, we're about, hopefully, to work with the Scottish government on theirs. And there is some talk of the European Union bringing one in. The biggest haters of the four-day work week seem to be business leaders or workaholics like myself. So what's your pitch to us? You're absolutely right. I mean, look, I was a business leader. I am a business leader. I was conditioned that working longer was working harder. You know, working longer is not actually about working smarter. It's just spending more time away from home. And often, if you think about it, the time that you waste being in meetings that you shouldn't be, there's lots and lots of things that impact you. If you actually give the challenge to your team and you say, you know what, we're going to do some reorganization here, but it's not going to result in a job loss it's going to result in you having more time off. Now, what you do is you liberate your staff to find those hacks in your business to make their job better and make the company more productive. You will find that you are not just more productive, you're healthier, you're more rested, you're more creative. I've done many things in business, but this is the best thing I have ever done. And my only regret is that I didn't do it earlier. But what I would also say to business leaders that your biggest risk isn't implementing a four-day week. Your biggest risk is your biggest competitor does it first. Reduce the amount of interruptions, higher productivity, then you basically get the results of a 40-hour work week with 32 hours and then these people have more free time, so they're more refreshed once they actually get into the workplace. I have a grandfather. He takes two afternoons off a week and he walks home. So he's getting himself a little bit fitter. And then his granddaughter comes around and they have tea together. And when he tells the story, he cries. Because what we're doing is we're giving him something you can't put a price on. Another one that always struck me, my head of IT, told the story of picking up his child from school for the first time. And the, the child ran across the playground, flung her arms around him and said, what are you doing here, daddy? Now, cracks me up every time, that one. That's what this is about. This is giving people time to do the things they really want to do. We're giving people back a bit of their lives. But in return, we're getting better productivity. What's not to like? Well, when you speak like that, you'll almost turn a skeptic like me into a believer. Has there been any like mega corporations that would be familiar to American audiences that have tried a four-day work week even just as a pilot program? Well, yes. I mean, Microsoft has tried it. A very famous trial in Japan, they found 
simply by uh, eliminating no more than five people in a meeting, no meeting longer than half an hour, and please use Microsoft Teams, they got a 39.9% improvement in productivity. Now, other companies that are doing this, Unilever is running a major trial. Kickstarter are on a four-day week. There are more and more companies all over around the world, but in the United States, that are now trying this out because, you know, it makes sense. Has it not worked for any company that you've heard of that tried it? Like, what are the other challenges, maybe, if you do go to a four-day week? You've got to recognize that what works for me may not work for you. In my company, we can't close. We are a retail business. We have call centers. So we have a program whereby some people will take a day off. Some people take a couple of half days. Some people, especially working parents, will work five days but compressed hours. But our organization has to stay open for five days. The emphasis here is about giving people more time off, but against the model that makes the company work best. You can't just say it looks like that or it looks like that. It takes a little bit of trial and error. You've coached companies in this all over the world. What do you think of us Americans and the work-life balance? Well, I mean, you're appalling, (laughs) (laughs) frankly, but you're not much worse than, you know, the Kiwis, Australians or Brits. The Anglosphere, in a way, is really poor at work-life balance and critically poor about productivity. You will see that the Germans, for example, so the Metall Union in Germany, that's Volkswagen, they manufacture cars on a four-day week. Hmm. Now, highly productive, leading company in the world, but yet, you know, we struggle to manage to get the same productivity out of five days. So... What this is about is about, you know, unleashing the creativity within your organization in return for giving them something they can't put a value on, which is more time. Finally, Andrew, California could be the first state in the United States to pass a law that would require a four-day work week for a lot of different types of businesses. What's your take? Is legislation the way to go about this? Look, I think Government has a role to play at some point in the process. At the very least, having the law debated is raising the question of how we work today in the 21st century. Even if it doesn't pass, that is helpful. Our own model is opt-in. Our own model says to companies, shape it, do it the way you want to. You will get fantastic productivity out of it. So there is a role for both. It will be interesting to see how it goes. If you can move the United States, frankly, you can move anyone. Andrew, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you, Gustavo. And that's it for this episode of The Times, daily news from the LA Times. Maya Croft was the hef on this episode with help from Angel Carreras. Our show is produced by Shannon Lynn, Denise Guerra, Kasha Brasalian, Ashley Brown, Angel Carreras, and David Toledo. Our engineer is Mario Diaz. Our editor is Kinsey Moreland. Our executive producers are Hasmin Aguilera and Chani Hilton. And our theme music is by Andrew Eatman. And hey, The Times and KCRW are co-hosting a debate with some of the top LA mayoral candidates later this month. And the issue, it's going to be just one issue, homelessness. 
what questions you want me to ask them. Call or text 619-800-0717 with your questions. I just might offer them. And who am I? I'm Gustavo Ariano. We'll be back tomorrow with all the news in this madre. Gracias. I'm almost convinced. I do I do like the productivity. See, that speaks to workaholic in me. Like work smarter, but I would also say work harder. So yeah, one day, Thursday could actually be the new Friday. Sorry, I was gonna sing Rebecca Black's Friday, but that's too much.